Jazakallah <laughs> for joining us and taking some time out and and I know you already said anything to do to help out help me out and help out the viewers get some benefit but it, you know it's it's really you know I'm really thankful that you know there's people around who are willing to put in time not only for themselves but for others at the same time no alhamdulillah you know and again it's like one of the biggest things is uh from the work that I do with helping hand it it makes me feel that you know there's so many times that we are privileged and we live in some sort of you know for us it's a luxury you know we're not talking about like someone being a millionaire someone having a lot of income but there's certain aspects of our life which is considered luxurious for us when we look at other people who are not able to do so or either lack the knowledge or either lack the motivation or there's something that's lacking what we are doing you know so i think as as a muslim and as of course as a human being it, it's kind of like an obligation to share and help others as much as we can and uh, before we really get into it and start there's one thing I really wanted to mention, um, and and it goes along with, we have a very good brother at our masjid. His name is Brother Fozi, and Brother Fozi is from Indonesia, and uh, and currently Indonesia they had the earthquake, and a lot of people have passed away, and a lot of people have become homeless. And I spoke with him yesterday. He's not from that part of Indonesia, but obviously when something happens in your home country, it hurts hard. So in my on my uh, Instagram page in my link tree. Um, if you click on the link tree, the top link is a donation link to make any donations for the Indonesian uh, earthquake, uh, what's it called, recovery, so on and so forth. So if anybody wants to make any donations, please go on that link and make some donations to help our brothers and sisters out overseas. Like Rafi said, a lot of times we don't appreciate the things which we have in life and we take them for granted. And there's people out there right now who would even be willing to take 1% of what we have. Um, but uh, Rafi, let's uh, jump into it. Um, so the, one of the main things is I got some questions beforehand. I sent them to you as well. Um, we, everybody, you know, likes to think that they're trying to get in better shape and, you know, so on and so forth. But one of the main things is having a good diet and trying to eat well. But at the same time, a lot of times we struggle that I don't want to sacrifice what I'm eating just, you know, just to, I guess, get better health or whatever. Like somebody would have a hard time giving up their biryanis, nihari's, and pizza to, you know, get into good shape. Although having not just getting into shape, but having a good diet is good for your health overall and your sleep and so on and so forth. But, you know, what is what is your advice to start off? Why should we have or why should we look into getting uh, into better dietary habits? Sure, absolutely. Just want to put a disclaimer out there that I'm not certified. I'm not a professional. So if you guys take my advice and uh, something happens to your health, then don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
so i mean most of the stuff for me is from personal experience right and uh, like as you mentioned that was exactly what my lifestyle was you know i ate whatever you know i i enjoy food you know i love food even now like i just if you ever see me eat outside like you'll see that i'm picking restaurants and that but i love to eat as well and that was like one of the biggest things for me is that you know when i saw for me for me it all changed when i saw that uh my body had suddenly like you know gained so much weight i was slow and uh this one time i was just playing soccer back in 2012 and i met with a really severe acl injury and even after that you know i was like you know whatever it's an injury i'm not a professional player like way down the road it was just on and off i didn't really care much and then of course though the time came when i was getting married you know that's like the biggest motivator for especially in our culture you know people start looking towards the gym or like even think about getting a gym membership like you know for that time span that they have before they get married and so for me really i just started doing that and then i realized that you know i mean okay my goal right now is to get married and for that i am losing this weight you know to get in shape for the outfit or whatever but i did realize that in the process my body felt so much so better you know my body felt very energetic my body felt like a whole different person you know i was moving quicker i had more energy and i was like man like and at this point i realized i, I don't know there was one time where i just like got on my friend's weighing scale uh at his house and i saw like i was down like uh 15 20 pounds this was like this was like i think a month and a half a month two month and a half two months into me working out so I was like, man, like, why would I keep an angle for this and stop? You know, like when I'm seeing so much impact on my own body, so much difference in my life already, why would I stop? And that's when I decided, you know what, this is something I'm going to focus on and, you know, be more diligent about what I do and go from there. So I think what I would say is like to for, for people who are beginning to get into this, beginning to this whole fitness and health stuff is they need to, of course, first set a goal. You know, set like what is their goal? How many weight pounds do they want to lose? And keep a timeline, but at the same time, don't end your goal on that timeline. After, because there's always this aspect of uh, losing weight, and then people worry that oh, they've gained the weight bad, but they don't see the factor of that where their maintenance weight is actually the crucial part, which is basically where everyone sits for the rest of their life. So. I know I just gave like a big thing, but to come down to your question as to like how we can uh, lead a sustainable, healthy lifestyle without sacrificing food is a simple answer. You know, and I would start this by connecting to the Sunnah of the Prophet is like one fourth food, one fourth water, oh. one fourth air. And that really goes to show is that with our communities, we just eat a lot in every sitting, you know, whether it's breakfast, whether it's lunch, whether it's dinner, we eat till we are full in every meal and that is a, one of the biggest problems that people don't realize that you know of course you can eat biryani you can eat anything you want but anything in excess and the fact that you know most of our most of the people that are not in this fitness health aspect just living regular life they're not moving as much as they should you know everyone goes to the office comes home maybe they play around a little bit with the kids whatever it is and that's it so the whole idea is that you are putting so much in your body and you're not burning or you're not moving with the required activity and that's what leads you to weight gain you know that's what leads you to a really unhealthy lifestyle and the the biggest advice that i would give to start off is that control your portions you know control your portions be diligent about it see what you're eating 
and you can go from there. I mean, one of the main differences which I see, um, especially living in America compared to like I've lived, I spent some time in Pakistan, um, is we, wherever we go, we're, especially living in the West, we get in our cars and go everywhere. In Pakistan, True. I remember even if we went for Salah, we, we'd walk to the masjid. So there was so much more activity. So we're living in the West, you know, we obviously have to eat according to how we live our lifestyle. But one of the questions which I had, obviously, we both come from DC, Pakistani Indian backgrounds. How does a person who lives in a DC household or who lives in any cultural household um, control their diet? That, you know, we eat, like we, we mentioned biryanis and niharis and so on and so forth. And you said portions. But at the same time, somebody asked me, they said, oh, all the new Desi fitness people, what they're saying is completely change your diet. But when I was talking with you the other day, you were like, you don't have to completely change your diet. You can change certain aspects where you're eating healthier, but you're eating the same things. Could you explain that a little bit? Right. So there's this notion going around that, you know, if you want to lose weight, if you want to like lead a healthy life and a lot of people, this is what they like, this was, this is what sold was, what was sold to people initially was that, you know what, you, I'm going to give you a meal plan. You're going to be cutting out some, some food. You'll lose weight, which is great. You know, but people don't realize that when they did that, they, they did this thing called caloric deficit. You know, they eventually, by cutting out unhealthy foods, which are high in calories, they lost weight. And now they thought that, oh, just because I'm not eating burger, pizza, whatever it is, I'm losing weight. But in reality, is it's just the, the again, talk about portion control. You know, they eliminated high calorie food focused on low calorie and moderate calorie food and without any activity as much, you know, you go, even if you walk for 30 days, you will see a huge change. So you don't have to completely change your diet, you know, and you don't have to sub and you don't have to like substitute your burger and pizza for like salad every single day. But if you're being honest, like why would someone like, it, like in terms of health, wise, why would someone want to eat biryani and nihari and those kinds of foods every single day? Because, if you put it into perspective, when I personally eat those foods, even back when I was really overweight, my body didn't feel good. Every time I ate biryani, nihari, you know, whatever it is uh, that our, you know, in our community, the dawahs and people make, we're always lazy. We always want to sleep right after. We don't want to do anything. Now, if you just start thinking about only that, your mind's going to completely switch with what you eat. And when people talk about like, changing a completely whole diet, that's because the people who are eating these kind of food on a regular basis do not have anything that's that's beneficial for their body. They don't eat whole foods. They don't eat salads. They don't eat enough greens. They don't eat enough enough uh, fiber. They don't eat enough vitamins. They don't eat enough of anything <laughs> that's going to benefit them, you know? So when it comes to changing diet is that you substitute, you know? Let's say you have a whole week worth of eating. Eat regular food, you know? You can eat white rice. You can eat brown rice, you can eat quinoa, you can eat whole wheat bread, you can eat whole wheat roti, you know. We have rotis that, that are made at home, you have parathas. You can eat everything, but in moderation. And at the same time, you know, once a week, twice a week, go ahead, have your share of biryani, have your share of thing. But don't make it such a way that you eat so much biryani or so much nahari on that one day, two day, that you outdo the effort that you put in throughout the week of eating good food. So I think it's very important to know that by changing a diet, it's more about like picking and choosing and balancing with the right foods rather than just sticking to one thing and being like, no, this is all I want to eat. But at the same time, I want to lose weight as well. I mean, like one of the things which you told me was uh, like I told you, I was like, look, 
I, I struggle at times and uh, I, I suffer from acid reflux, which is, which is a problem for a lot of people, especially in the Desi community. Sure. <clears throat> and I didn't develop it through, you know, eating spicy foods or anything like that. I just, it was just naturally developed, unfortunately. But when I asked you the other day, I was like, look, we eat a lot of rice. I don't really particularly enjoy eating that much rice, but we do. That's a dietary staple for most Desi people and for most people from the East. I asked you what I should do and you were like, switch from white rice to brown rice. Now, why would I do that? Because white rice is more starchy, right? I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with white rice. You know, if no, you see, like it has really good health benefits. If you see a lot of fitness trainers, a lot of bodybuilders, they all eat white rice. But again, if you are trying to change it out and by the same time, you don't want to uh, eat something that's not tasty and you got all substitutes with brown rice, which is a healthier you know, version of it. to be honest, even brown rice is not really that big of a deal. You know, it is still pretty dense in calories, but it's a healthier substitute. And you can literally cook it like the white rice and put whatever you want in it and sometimes eat it with, you know, whatever salon or whatever curry or whatever you make. But that's the idea behind is that you don't want to like despise eating other foods and you don't want to be like, I can't do anything about this. I only have to eat what you you have alternatives. And of course, it's a little bit of a sacrifice, like switching to what you're used to versus something new. But there's always a better alternative out there for whatever food you want to eat or substitute. You know, and if 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 you don't like the brown rice, go for quinoa. Quinoa is it's like it's like a high, it's like a superfood. You know, it's very high in vitamins, very high, in, very nutrient nutrient dense food. So it'll help you. But it's really you gotta see like what it is that helps you with your acid reflux or whatever issues people are having. Yeah. Well, it's like my wife, she cooks quinoa. She cooks quinoa with shrimp. And she doesn't really put much in there, but quinoa itself has a really good taste. And uh, we eat it, you know, it's pretty plain. And then we eat it with shrimp or we have a chicken and it tastes pretty good. And it doesn't give me the same issues that rice does. So, I mean, you mm. know, that's that's a good suggestion. Now, some people, they eat multiple times a day and they eat smaller, smaller meals. Why do they do that? And what is the advantage of doing that? Could you shed some light on that? So there has been a lot of research. Uh, there's both sides to it. So, so some research shows that if you eat multiple times a day with two, three hours of gap in between, it helps you keep it helps keep you full because when you when you sit at when you sit and eat in one sitting, you you fill yourself up. Then you're gonna get hungry again. So you eat again. You get hungry again. You eat again. It's it's a process. Number two, it's supposedly is supposed to increase your meta metabolism. You know, speed up your metabolic rate, uh, your resting rate, and stuff like that. But there are also research that says that it doesn't matter how much you eat. Uh, overall, your caloric intake matters for you to lose weight. But I mean, it is true though uh, that the more you eat, and when I say more, like of course you shouldn't eat like crazy amount, but like the more you're putting your your stomach through, uh, like keeping your stomach active, basically, the more energy you take because every time you, you eat something your stomach has to break it down and process it and that's the whole energy the calories that is that is being used so your body for every human being even if they don't work out even if they do, even if they're like leading a very sedentary life their body is still burning calories but the problem comes in when we eat way too much that even our body when our body burns those calories it's still in excess i see so i know i know you started the the fitness podcast um and uh, you're going to be talking a lot about working out so on and so forth but at the core of it or at the main main point 
I I suppose that diet comes in. Does diet come in first when you're talking about fitness, or where where does diet come in on the so you know, fitness has really nothing to do with diet. Nothing. Diet okay. has something to do with health. Right. Okay. That's your primary goal. Okay. But when you combine that with working out, that's when yeah. the fitness aspect comes in. Because, okay. for example, if you're someone who loves to lift weight, right, who loves to yeah. work out, but you're not eating adequate amount of protein, adequate amount of carbs, adequate amount of fats, like, you know, to keep your body energized and every every uh, macro, carb, fat, protein plays a role. You know, carbs are good for energy. Fat is good for your body needs the fat. It's more like hormonal stuff. And uh, protein is muscle building senses, you know. So if you are someone who's, who's lifting weight and not eating appropriate, you're never going to see any change. Because you're just like basically putting work towards nothing, you know. So that's why like leading a healthy diet plays a huge role when you add on and combine it with working out. Okay. So you you spoke about earlier. You spoke about walking and how over the course of one month, if you walk, how much difference you can see. Like uh, in the summer around July fourth, I realized my weight was too much and it was causing me a lot of issues. So I started walking every day. I would take my son and I would go. And on July 4th, I did the dumbest thing on earth. I took the long route to my uncle's house who lives like uh, two miles away from my house. <laughs> July 4th, one o'clock, blazing sun. I walked to wow. his house and I walked back. It's about four miles. It's the most horrible idea I ever had. But that basically pushed me to start walking every single day. And I started walking. I started drinking more water. Um, and you know, eating a little bit better and even I didn't eat super, super better, but I ate a little bit better and it made, it made a huge difference in my life and it made my acid reflux like almost go away. And it was just, it was great. Um, but like, I, I remember when I used to go to the gym and work out so on and so forth, I didn't really used to take pre-workout and after working out, I wouldn't take, you know, a lot of people, they like to have the, the protein shakes and so on and so forth afterwards as well. What I would generally do is I would I would eat two eggs when I got home. Um, so what is your suggestion for somebody who's wanting to, I guess, start working out? Um, just just general workout. Like they, they're going to go to the gym, lift a little bit of weights, and then afterwards they may get onto the treadmill or elliptical for a little bit. What What is a good dietary routine to help them, you know, do better? Because a lot of times what happens is I used to have this one friend. He started working out, and he started working out with this guy who was – who was, you know, who used to go in heavy. And this guy would go work out. And after he would work out, he would get home and he would eat like a plate of blau or something like that, or two plates of it. I'm very hungry because after you work out, you get hungry. So what is your advice? How should a person um, create their diet and workout routine? For example, somebody works out every night at nine. How would you suggest and what should they eat? Like just a suggestion. Sure. One thing I'm just saying, it's a whole different discussion is that like for someone who's going to the gym, Again, I said, you know, setting goals is very important. And then it's very important to structure your workouts, you know. Uh, to a certain extent, the way you work out, what you do, how much like the weight you're lifting, how much cardio you're doing, all of it plays a role in how your body is going to look and feel, right? But that's a whole different conversation. From a diet perspective, is that you need to realize one thing that every time you work out, your body's like a sponge, you know, and it will soak anything you gifted right after because you're burning so much energy, you're burning calories. Whatever you eat right after, it will just soak it. So you don't want to eat high calorie dense food. You don't want to eat all carbs. You don't want to eat all sugary food because then that's just going to, you know, your body's going to absorb it. What you should do, let's say if you're working out at nine, right? Hypothetically speaking, you work out from nine till 10, 10, 30. And 
and you want to, you know, you go to bed around like 12, it's recommended to eat two, three hours before. But if you can't, uh, of course, you know, you have to eat. It's, it's recommended that you eat right after you work out, probably within the hour. So you can switch to something like what you used to do. You know, two eggs is good. But at the same time, two eggs is not enough. So you got to add some like lean protein options in there, you know, like some some chicken, some salmon, some uh, some steak. Uh, and definitely, you don't know, have your carbs. You know, you can add some rice, some brown rice, quinoa, veggies, whatever it is that you want. But eat food that's your bo- that's gonna give your body more energy, more nutrients, rather than eating pulao or like donut or whatever just because you're hungry, because that's like empty carbs, empty calories. They're not benefiting your body in any way. So that's what I would suggest that you know, just go with healthier options. Go with options that are going to benefit your body, not options that are just that's that's gonna benefit your your desire. You know, benefit your desire to eat junk food yeah no that that makes sense um so i know you spoke about it you were like the reason you got into wanting to become more fit if i'm saying it properly was obviously acl injury and you know so on and so forth and after the wedding like even when i got married i was probably like the lightest i've been in the past two years um and you know in the best shape i've ever been and afterwards you know life comes at you hard sometimes and sometimes you know life doesn't come at you hard but you just fall off um, through some other mental, mental, what's it called, challenges, so on and so forth. Um, how does a person? How would you tell them to? If a person like like myself, I, I I just started for the past few months. I was doing work. I was working out in the morning. I follow some workouts, at home workouts, and then afterwards, after I'm done, you know, I'll eat breakfast. But for a person who hasn't worked out, let's say in a few years, where would you tell them to start? Like right now with COVID, you're not. People aren't leaving their house. What would you tell a person like, you know, I know you said you're not like some sort of certified fitness instructor, dietitian or anything like that. But as a person who has experience and who's been doing this avidly and with a lot of heartfelt desire for some time now, what is your advice to somebody how to start off? Like, what is the basic way to start off for somebody with a a normal body style um, who may be, say, 15 to 20 pounds overweight and who hasn't worked out in a few years? What is your advice? How would a person start off? And, you know, what would be their gradual progression? Like, give some advice. What, how to set your goals for the next six months? Sure. So I would say that especially let's let's talk about assuming COVID is going to be here for a while, right? Start with how you mentioned. You start with walking around. You know, I mean, if you're living in a colder weather, probably the best time to get a bike or a treadmill, you know, if you can't go out. So start with walks. Start with walks. Get your body moving. And then do with the basics. You know, everyone knows the basics are push-ups. You know, you can do a lot of push-ups, some bodyweight squats, some bodyweight dips. You know, there's a lot of bodyweight work that you can do just so your body is moving and staying active. And one thing is very important to know that when you're sedentary for a really long time, your body is a very good adaptation machine. You know, it always wants to conserve energy. It always wants to adapt to what's easy, you know, and it it always wants to adapt to something that you do over time. So your body is going to get used to it. So for someone who hasn't worked out in so long and they start working out, they will see like a gradual change in their weight drop. You know, they'll see a gradual change in their body. And that's because now the body's starting to adapt to what they're doing. So for someone who hasn't worked out in a while and, you know, with COVID does not have as much access, uh, start small, you know, start with walks. You know, even if you don't have a treadmill, everyone has enough space in their walk or in their apartment or in the hallways that they can at least spare 30 minutes walking every single day. So, that's what I would recommend to start because you need to start getting into the habit of, again, as I mentioned, your body needs to be moving. 
your body needs to start feeling that okay it's ready to get active you know and then slowly you know start running start running start start doing a little bit more intense activities and then as you progress progress throughout the month one month goes you're walking second month you're running third month you want to like increase your push-ups by like the past month you did like five push-ups overall so now you want to aim for 10 so basically set goals and every time you do something try to do it better the next time you know you can set yourself weekly goals monthly goals whatever it is but always try to push your body beyond what you did last week or last month if let's say your most recent uh, best achievement is 10 push-ups then your next achievement has to be 15 push-ups the next achievement have to be 20 push-ups the more you push your body the more you'll realize that your body is changing and you're losing weight with of course you have to track your calories and your nutrient uh your your nutrition is the most important thing you know there are times when like you can absolutely do nothing sit on your couch all day but if you fix your nutrition and drop the calories you will lose weight it'll be at a slower rate but you will lose weight i see um and then for people who were doing working out like i was working out and uh what happened is uh, you know my father he went on vacation for a little bit and so my schedule got messed up what would be some advice for a person like me who is working out but i know this time is going to come up how should i schedule it so i'm still doing something so after a month when i get some more time i can get back into the habit because once you go cold turkey it's kind of hard to get back into your routine let's say you were doing 100 push-ups in november and the whole month of december you went cold turkey you didn't do a single push-up and when january rolls around you're not going to even you know be able to get to like 50 easily because it's just you're mentally not there so what should a person do but like if you're scheduling you're planning you're like look i know this one month i'm not going to be able to work out how should a person like plan it should i go down to 25 and continue to do 25 every day or should I continue to throughout the day schedule 100 or what? What should a person do? I know it's an ambiguous question, sure. but it's just something that I personally go through where certain times things will happen. And I know I'm not going to be able to work out for an extended period of time, but I want to know what to do or how to plan it so I can continue. Sure. Look, I actually charge for this kind of information, but since I'm your, I'm your guest, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll give you that. Uh, so I think one thing I would say that, as you mentioned, is that you know, when you go cold turkey, of course, it's going to get difficult. So what I would recommend is that keep doing something, you know, and the most important thing is no matter what time of the day it is, if you can schedule 20 minutes, 30 minutes just for working out, which in that 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you do push-ups, you do some walks, you do some uh, some standing jogs, whatever it is, schedule a time every single day because you don't want your body to be in a state where it was active at one point. And now it's completely not active anymore, you know? So you want your body to keep moving, keep keeping that flow. Because let's say when time comes after a month and you're able to fully commit to it, you're not going to have to wait before you jump into the more aggressive, more heavier, more intense part. Rather than if you're not doing anything, then like you mentioned, it's going to be difficult for you. So always keep, keep, keep doing, even if it's like less, even if it's like 10 push-ups, per round or you can like you mentioned that's a really good thing that you can set yourself up for like 50 pushes for the day 100 pushes for the day keep doing some things or your body does not lose that adaptation and doesn't get adapt doesn't get used to being lazy rather than when you go back into uh, uh doesn't get used to being lazy instead just keep pushing it keep doing it, and that's the best part you know with me personally is that i try my best to do whatever i can 
whenever I can, even when I'm on vacation, you know, I take resistance bands with me. When I get a chance, I'll get some push-ups in, some resistance bands, curls, whatever it is I can do. Because as I say, at the end of the day, I really love doing that. And I know that, you know, if I don't do this time period, if I keep, stay completely lazy, then that kind of throws you in a mindset that, you know what, you've been out of it for like so long. Why even bother going back? Why even be doing it? And that makes it difficult. But if you're already doing it, then you will be like, oh, I just did this much. All I got to do is do a little bit more. That's that's good. That's basic advice, but it's pretty good. Um, late night snacking. How bad is that? Uh, it's not bad, uh, depending on what you eat. Okay. Right? Uh, There's a lot of healthy cookies. cookies. I mean, of course, if you eat more than five <laughs> cookies, five is also a lot, actually. More than two cookies, then you're going to be at least in like a three and calorie range, right? But again, the, the issue that I have with snacking, and I personally deal like personally went through this and deal dealt with it myself is snacking can be very subconscious. Snacking can be very time passing. You know, snacking is like you just you just keep going, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. And and th- what the worst part about it is that it never fills you up. You know, so when I talk about snacking, what I do is I eat Greek yogurts or I have like uh, low calorie snacks like they're like you got those veggie straws stuff like that you know and one thing i would recommend for people who have issue with snacking is that drink water first of all when you get hungry every time you get hungry after you've already had your meal for the day you're done drink water and if you're still hungry then go for uh low calorie alternatives one of the issues with snacking is that uh as i mentioned is that it doesn't fill you up right so you're gonna eat as much as you can like you don't know uh a handful of almonds has like 150 200 calories right and you eat like three handfuls now you're like 600 calories i would this is not like a this i mean i would give one advice on this but don't follow it as strictly as just a hypothetical advice that if you're to eat that many almonds then you might as well go eat a burger that and the benefit of that is the burger will at least fill you up you know, compared to like eating more almonds and not being full, <laughs> have like have like a pound of almonds. Yeah, exactly, right. And you're still probably not gonna be full, but if you eat like a full, like a heavy cheeseburger, whatever it is, at least you'll be satisfied and you'll be full. You know, so that's you gotta look at look it up in a way that that how your body reacts to it. You know, how your body's consuming. And again, like I said, you know, if you're still hungry. Drink water. Water is the best way to fill you up, you know. And I think it is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's from the Sunnah as well. That the before or after you eat the food, you're supposed to drink a whole glass of water. I I'd have to look into that. I don't. Yeah, I don't there's remember. something regarding that, but I know. I mean, again, there's one fourth water in your body, so there's a reason for that as well, right? So your your proportions are off if you're one third. Oh yeah. See, there yeah. you go. That's that's where you come in. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't suggest this uh, to to people that I talk to. I only give yeah. them portions. Yeah, but what's it called? Um, so so one thing which I've I've never understood, and I know you you weren't born in the United States, but you've been here for a while now. Um, where people will order large burger or not large burger, they get the biggest size burger with everything, they get the large fries, and they get a large diet soda. What does that establish? Like, what is there any point in doing that? Like you're talking about the diet soda. Well, yeah, the diet soda. Everything else is large, big. And all you're getting is a diet soda. I guess you cut back on sugar a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, okay, first of all, when you said that whole order thing, that's that's me. 
That's what you reminded of back in okay. back in the days. That's how it used to be, right? Okay. This is my this is my logic. You know, I mean, first of all, if you're avoiding all that, avoid it altogether. Diet soda is not really any better than regular soda. You know, it has a lot of chemicals from a health perspective. It's not good. Okay. But if you are enjoying a meal, and this is my personal experience, right? if I am yeah. enjoying a meal, I'm going to enjoy it the right way. You know, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it all out. Because what's the point if you want to partially enjoy something and not even benefit completely from that meal? You know, so if for people who do that, I mean, it's it's more like a mental thing. Hey, man, you know, I'm eating a burger, but not bad with the soda. You know, I got less. I'm saving 200 calories. I mean, come on, just, just go ahead, drink it, you know, enjoy the meal. Because then you're going to have this mental thing that, oh, I didn't drink the soda. And then you're never going to be satisfied because you always have that, that void where it's going to be like, I never enjoyed the meal completely because I had a diet today, you know, because I'm dieting or I'm I'm living, <laughs> leading a healthy lifestyle. So there's that balance, you know. You got an eighty percent of the time you have to eat clean. When I say clean, not like salads, like whole foods. Remember, there's a difference between whole foods and eating just salads, you know. So eighty percent of the time, stick to whole foods, and twenty percent of the time, eat whatever you want. You know, as long as you're diligent about it, you don't do it every single day, you should be good. Alhamdulillah. Um, I guess for the most part, you know, um, I'm just going to be a little bit more casual now. Um, you know, I tried to keep it a little bit professional, but I feel like, you know, there should be some open conversation as well. Um, so, <laughs> that was, you know, I always make fun of you. I always mess with you. And I say, man, you're so skinny, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, okay. it's a compliment at this point. <laughs> it's a compliment at this point. And then, you know, um, <laughs> so alhamdulillah you had your first episode of the podcast you released it uh today this morning yep today. Like early this it's morning afternoon, right? actually, yeah afternoon so and thank you um, you've, been, you've been a huge help with that so alhamdulillah i didn't want to mention that but i was just talking in general <laughs> that uh alhamdulillah you did a good job talha did a good job i don't know if talha's watching i hope he is um <laughs> you, you you what's it called uh i shared you, it with him i told him i'm gonna be on the podcast tonight i see okay so one of the things about it is you know you took a even for myself it was an initiative and it was something which i personally felt you know had a heartfelt desire about um so you as i i listen i've listened to the whole thing a few times now um maybe i've missed a few parts throughout listening because sometimes <laughs> you glaze over certain things but i've listened to it a few times but basically the whole thing was uh, getting fit is not hard obviously it can be easy but at the same time, if you want to like, you know, you want to be, there's different levels of fitness. You know, sure. there's, if somebody wants to be like the rock, which is like heavy working out. Yeah. Then you have to put in a lot of time, a lot of effort and your diet is probably going to cost you like a whole bunch of money a month. Yeah. But at the I same mean, time, it's like wanted, almost 4,000 calories, I think maybe 6,000 calories. And, and you know, that stuff I keep saying about the bison meat. Yeah. 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 He eats bison meat. He he does, but I mean his capacity is too much. He's like steak with like almost every meal. So. <laughs> he eats steak with every meal. Almost, I think he's like three to four times. Steak. You remember? You remember that movie he made a few years back? I think it was Hercules or something like that. Yeah, where he went. He went on this thing called a a hundred day diet or something. He was really. Yeah. He went on. Yeah. So he was eating bison meat for that that diet. Um, your friend Ahmed. Yeah, because it was. I think it was a strictly carnivore diet. That's what was something it? what it was. I see your friend uh, Ahmad Chima has a comment for you. Think, mashallah. Oh, yeah. mashallah. It's probably over your beard, Mashallah. Yeah. That nice beard. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, so you said it was a carnivore diet? Uh something it's called a it's called a hundred day diet or a sixty day diet where it's like strictly meat. You know, it's like strictly meat meat based. Like like I think it's more meat 
and less of everything else. I gotta look back into it, but I did read up on that. That's that's rough. And obviously his body can take all that in. If we tried it, it'd probably get sick in the first week. Because I mean it's not just his body, it's like any person that's putting that kind of work, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Have, uh, have you ever seen uh, have you have you ever heard about strong men? Yeah. Right? You've seen how big they are, right? But they are yeah. insanely strong. You know, yeah. they're insanely uh, they're not as built, but they're crazy strong. And yeah. for them to be able to maintain that kind of, you know, strength and body weight, yeah. they have to eat a lot. Same thing with sumo wrestlers. You know, sumo wrestlers eat like almost <laughs> 6,000 calories. And that's what they have to eat for their sport. But when they work out, they like train for like six, seven hours back to back. They burn like 2,000, 3,000 calories. And then you have uh, Michael Phelps. You know, my facts may be a bit off, yeah. but he eats a lot of calories too, right? Yeah, he did. But he, he did. burns twice as much. So he has to. And, and you enjoy that. swimming, right? Right, right. I love yeah. swimming. I love swimming. And I suck at swimming. So, you know, just to be honest with you, I know when you get in water, it makes you burn a lot of calories, though. Yeah, because it's a resistance, right? Muhammad Ali used to train. Even right now, a lot of athletes train underwater. You know, they'll do underwater biking, underwater boxing. Yeah. Because it's more resistant. It's like it's like natural resistance of the water and your body. So you get lighter and faster when you come out of it. I see. There's uh, Some people are leaving you some nice comments. Rafi Mama is crazy strong as well. <laughs> um, you're you're apparently people's favorite uncle as well. Uh, well, that's that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I mean, it's crazy that their bodies are you know obviously they put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, and especially in the case of you know if you look at Dwayne Johnson, he's put in a lot of years into changing his body because back when he used to be the Rock wrestling. He was much smaller than what he is now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he was, and as you as you've seen over the years, when he first came to wrestling, he wasn't as aesthetically, you know, appealing to people, you know. But yeah. as the years progressed and as he moved forward, as he came into acting, and acting demands most of you. And he has done he 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 does roles that require him to be in top shape. You know, it's all action, moving forward, fast paced movies you know so it requires him and that's something that he's passionate about i don't know if you know this but he travels with his gym it's i think about sixty thousand something pounds worth of weight that he travels with it and every country that he lands in when he shoots he sets up his own gym it's called the iron paradise good god sixty thousand yeah. pounds that sounds like some auntie suitcases when they're going to pakistan or india <laughs> yeah but those suitcases empty out this guy travels with everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, aunties are gonna come for me <laughs> but what's it called but he takes that much equipment with him and it's the same equipment he takes it everywhere yeah because because he just likes to have he he rarely goes to because of his he knows that he's in a position where if he goes to a public gym he's not going to get that kind of workout or training that he gets you know he does go sometimes to public gyms but not as much you know when he i mean goes, i've seen like, it okay. this guy like wakes up at the hundred time to start working out yeah, yeah, yeah. He he sleeps very little, like five, yeah. six hours mainly, right? And yeah. there was a there was a there was a instance, uh, a situation that happened on his Instagram. He put it up where he was getting late to work, yeah. and his electronic gate would not open. He ripped out. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke out the gate. He yeah, he broke off the gate. That's like unbelievable. Obviously, <laughs> it takes a lot of time, effort, dieting, and body style. Where he comes from, a a family of wrestlers. Yeah, wrestlers, and he was a football player. So yeah. you know, and and he's 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 Samoan, you know, and their genetics are they're already strong naturally. I see. Yeah, I mean, I don't imagine any one of us can probably rip off a door off of the hinges, much <laughs> less a metal gate. 
I'll start having rotator cuff issues if I even pull. <laughs> really? Do you have a retainer, uh, retainer I mean, cuff issues? It's normal with weightlifting, so yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Sometimes. I, I, I remember. Even if I made the effort of like trying to think as a normal person, I'll start getting issues after that. Yeah. I remember back in the day, I used to do crap. I don't even remember. You know when you sit on the machine? I forgot what it's called. The one where you go like this. Oh, the what flies. That's fly. Flies, flies. So fly. when I used to do the flies, um, everybody I used to work out with would set them, I think, on three. And when they used to set them on three and I would do it from three, my 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 rotator cuffs would actually, they would hurt. So I would set it on two because it wasn't as strenuous. I, I wouldn't mind the weight. Weight wasn't the issue. It was the strain of pulling my arms back that far where people were like, some people set them up all the way to the back and bring them to the, you know, the front. And I was like, yeah. I just can't do that. It's not, for me, it's not natural. It strains, it strains a lot. And the issue, the reason for that is because like a lot of times you focus more on the pushing movement yeah, rather than balancing out with the pulling movement. I see. You know, so a lot of times we do like bench press and we yeah. go heavy on the bench press or though, you know, it takes a strain. It so does. there's a lot of like uh, anti-rotational workouts that you're supposed to do strengthen your rotator cuff at the same time. So it's normal. It's it's okay. nothing severe unless like you can't completely lift your arm, but it, it's part of it's part of training, part of doing yeah. weights. I mean, and obviously the thing about it is you have to have proper instructions, and um, you can't if if you've if you haven't worked out in either a long time, or either if you've never worked out and you try to go max the first day you're going to be sore and you're going to hurt yourself more yeah, so than anything. One of the things that people mistakenly do is they just jump into it. They don't warm up. Yeah. They don't try to like stretch out, relax. They don't do anything. And they're just like, okay, you know, back in the gym first day, let's go bench 245. And then the next day, and then they'll be out for like three days because they're so sore yeah. or they hurt something. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's one of the things about it is uh, I'm not a person. Obviously, I remember during the course of your podcast, you and Talha were talking, you guys were talking about hating cardio. And uh, what's it called? Uh, there's there's more positive comments coming. I don't, uh, you know, Rafi has helped me so much. He is amazing. I don't even know who that is. Who is um, that? I, I, I don't know. You, you can, Brother, sister, whoever you are, can you tell us your name? Rafi doesn't know you. And then uh, speaking of flies, these are the flies guys I know. <laughs> and uh, and Amachima is asking, how can I rotate my cuff? Um, bro, you know, they have those cuff links for your shirts. You might want to try rotating those or something. I don't know. How I'll send him a picture of the machine they have uh, at, the, at the gym. I see. It goes, it goes, um, it goes like this. It's not a bicycle. It's just a bicycle for your shoulders. Really? They have one of those? Yeah, they have one of those. I, I don't know. So, so one of the things which I hated personally was actually doing cardio. And uh, the brother I used to work out with, he was a revert brother named Dawood. Um, he he hated doing cardio as well. But we set aside Monday and Tuesday, and we would always do cardio on Monday and Tuesday. And the rest of the five days, we would, you know, do different things. Like uh, Wednesday was uh, bench and uh, what's it called? Chest and triceps. Two, uh, that was Wednesday. Thursday was uh, back and biceps. Friday was uh, legs. And then we'd go back and do uh, chest and triceps and back and biceps. And then shoulders would be, I think, with legs and, you know, so on and so forth. And we had it set up like that. Now, the first time I ever walked into a gym with him back in like 2012 or 2013, um, now they're making fun of you. Um, they're like, uh, how, how do you recover from a leg injury if you play soccer? I want personal stories. Um, that's from the same person. And then your nephew, I think that's your nephew. He's saying, Rafi Mama, thank you for letting me borrow your Lamborghini. But uh, I think where is that? And uh, yeah, and Ahmed has replied to him. 
He said that was not a Lamborghini. That was just roughly running. So, so yeah, I, I, I wanted, I, I wanted I to jump today. Yeah, you have a lot of fans today, alhamdulillah. I went into the gym for the first time ever, like 2012, 2013. That would, you know, he started, if I'm not mistaken, that was around the time. And he's like, he's like, come on, Asad, let's go to the gym. He started going to the gym and I was getting really, I was getting really heavy. I was like, okay, let's go to the gym. I go to the gym with him and he's like, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do bench press. This is the first time in my life I'm doing bench press. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So I think we put 225s on it or something like that. And uh, I couldn't do it. And uh, we we worked out. I did everything he did. I followed along with him. And he was following some guy on YouTube that was teaching him. And he had been doing it for six to eight months at this point in time. Um, we do the workout. I go home. I go to sleep. And we're supposed to go on Jamaat this weekend to some location like two hours away or something. So I'm, I'm fine. I wake up in the morning. I can't walk. And I'm like, I'm like I don't know what the heck's going on. My whole body's sore. Um, I don't know about protein. I don't know about, you know, anything warming up, nothing. So I go on Jamaat and we're sleeping on the floor. And that whole weekend, I didn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. My every, Everything was hurting. And so I, that's one of the issues, obviously, with I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't warm up. I just walked into a gym and worked out super heavy for the first time ever in my life. And that was like the worst week of my life. I was doing, I couldn't even do sit down. I didn't even work out my legs, but my whole body, body was in pain. So, yeah, and it's it's very normal with people like that's what kind of like a lot of times people fall off track is because they don't know what they're doing and yeah. they get like super sore for like a few days and they're like, man, you know what, bump this. It's it's too much for my body, you know. Yeah. So it's it's very normal for someone who's new and yeah. like your entire body takes a toll. Yeah, and but but fortunately for me, when I came back from Jamaat on Monday, he's like, come on, Asad, let's go back to the gym. I was like, no, nah, bro, I'm hurt. He's like, no, no, we're going to the gym. And he took me anyway. So it was, like I said, it was a painful first week. But after that, I saw, you know, over the course of the next three years, I worked out and, you know, I got different gym partners and some weren't as dedicated as others and others were dedicated and so on and so forth. But I kept going regardless of what happened. Um, and, and, it w- and it felt good. Like, honestly speaking, working out um, – we got some more positive comments. Yes, absolutely. Just eat their salad and nothing else with no dressing. So, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I don't think that's humanly possible, but sure. <laughs> and uh, this is a new concept I'm hearing the workout, Jamat. Emma <laughs> so, is big into Jamat, so. Oh, okay, okay, I see. <laughs> so what's it called? Um, so no, it was it was just like I said, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but after that I became dedicated and I would go all the time and I would I would do what was in my limits. After a certain point, I was like, let me maintain. I don't want to lose everything I have. But obviously I got married, I still kept going after I got married, and and then you know, obviously I told you when I we were talking, I was like when my mother got cancer, that's when I I could I just couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't take myself away from my mother because I knew her cancer was was terminal and I was like I'd rather spend time with her than go to the gym and that's that's basically what I did for the next year. And you know after that mentally it takes a toll and um alhamdulillah I was able to get back into the gym before covid. Um I was I was going regularly. I would go every single day. I was doing cardio, I was doing different different things like light light weights trying to get back into it. And obviously, COVID happened, and then I I gained weight. I started walking. Alhamdulillah, I lost it. But right now, I'm trying to get back into it. And you know, I I've done I've gained some you know I guess 
benefit where doing that home workouts, you know, the push-ups and squats and different things like that, where I've gotten some benefit, but obviously having somebody like you to give some suggestions, even a lot of times getting suggestions from somebody who knows what they're doing always is best. But a lot of times we have to bring ourselves down and be like, look, somebody knows what they're doing and we should ask them for help and actually follow what they're saying. Because we as humans, a lot of times we have so much pride in ourselves. Like I can figure it out myself. But if you listen to somebody, <coughs> if you listen to somebody and gain some benefit, um, I, I think it's much more beneficial than trying to, you know, knock it out yourself. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think one thing is that this is like me too, right? When I first started off, I was like, oh, you know what? I know this. I know bench press. Yeah. I know squats. I know what it is. But when I started opening my mind to learning more, yeah. I realized that there's so much that I didn't know. There's so much that's that's like all a myth. There's so much that is not really true. You know, there's so much that you have to do like different kind of chest exercises, squats, everything else. Like, and and that's when I realized, you know what? Okay, I don't know as much as I thought I I did. You know, and there was a time where like I plateaued on my weight, and then. You know, I didn't, of course, like I said, you know, I never used to do cardio, but then I realized, you know, there are certain things that you have to do if you have a certain goal that you have to read. So it's very important to like learn. I would say in any aspect to be open to learning, regardless of who you're learning from, if you think someone's better or not a better in a better position than you, who's more knowledgeable, then of course, you know, you have to, you have to open yourself to that learning mindset. Oh, alhamdulillah. We're, I think we're going to go for another few, three, four, five minutes, and then we'll close it off. But your, your people, are there, you know, they're quite hilarious. Um, if you want to go on Jamaat regularly, what workouts would you advise? Who is um, Raz? I don't know who that is. I guess it was one of your people. I said the bench prince and his whole body was sore. Um, that's the power of Jamaat. <laughs> Um, we should, uh, you should, your next guest should be Ahmed Chima. You know, him and his friends are doing a uh, a branding uh, podcast, yeah. break down different brands and how it is. Might be, might be helpful to see how how you can expand your podcast brand. Sure, it's, it's not what's it called. I watched their uh, their little bit. Uh, it was like it was five clips in one one post, I think. Yeah. And then the the best one was where the guy talks about how horrible the owner Dan Gilbert was. And then they talk about uh, Dan Gilbert, the Cleveland Cavaliers owner. Then they talk about uh, the Detroit Pistons owner, how bad he was, and how um, Dr. Jerry Buss's son, I believe, he became the owner of the or the the one who ran the Lakers. And then his sister kicked him out because he was so bad. And they were talking about how yeah. if the ownership or the management is bad, how bad of an effect it has on the team. And it was it was hilarious. I actually, I actually watched it and I laughed because it was it was quite good. Um, the yeah, I forgot you yourself are a a basketball fan. You have a lot of old retired jerseys. Yeah, I have the right now. I just got the Hakeem Olajuwon jersey the other day. Nice. Um, the, the, I the have the, That's what I saw. Yeah, I have the Jordan jersey, obviously, and then I've had the Tim Duncan jersey for a few years now. Um, and nice. so Ahmad is Ahmad is asking uh, one thing, and you know, we'll I guess end with you know. We'll have you explain this. Then we'll have you give some advice. Um, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, we'll I, don't, you I don't know who this Rosliner to is either. We'll have you give some advice, and then we'll end. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So what's your workout? What do you do these days? Let us know. Uh, so these days, I am doing a three-day full body split. And I just do in between some cardio and some core workout in between the days. But 
I'm really doing like three days full body where I'll hit like chest, uh, shoulder, squats, uh, arms, and back. That's three times a week. Sometimes I'll do like two workouts per per muscle per day. Sometimes one, depending on how the. <laughs> oh, why is your eyes? <laughs> uh but yeah that's really what i'm doing right now okay uh, so what is some advice and uh these your, your friends are funny <laughs> uh, oh my goodness so what's it called um so anyway what's some what's some parting advice for us so what's it called uh that's something we can benefit from starting tomorrow so as i mentioned early on is very important to know that what your goals are, right? How much weight you want to lose, why you want to lose weight. And if you want to just, you know, just lose weight or you want to, you know, get into the fitness aspect, whatever it is, just first figure out your goals, set your priorities and start eating better, you know? And I think one of the biggest thing I would say in our community and overall is that people eat more and move less. So I would say start moving more and eating less, you know, starting tomorrow. If you just do that subconsciously, Start moving more and eating less. You will see so many huge changes. Um, and Jazakallah Khair Rafi for giving me over an hour of your time. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> I know he played volleyball earlier, so he was tired from that. So Rafi needed some time to chill out. Um, but I appreciate you giving me your time. Uh, your nephew. This is your nephew, Shahir? He is my nephew. And he said you are this generation's Bruce Wayne. Um, mashallah, uh, Rafi, Rafi, bhai, you know, he not has the, a very beautiful the, beard and a generation is not, I'm not the hero they deserve, <laughs> they're not the hero they deserve. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Jazakallah for having me, and you know, um, and and I think, um, the advice was good, and obviously, I felt like for me, the second part was more enjoyable because you know, it just it was more free flowing. You know, there's a certain part to doing these things where you have to have some knowledge and you have to have some, you know, how can I put it? Some Humor. laid out, you know, how to lay it out properly. And there also needs to be some free-flowing conversation at the same time. And I'm still learning. I'm still new at this. I've been doing it for like five, six months now, but I'm still learning. Every single week, I learn something new. Um, so, Jazakallah Khair uh, for coming on. And inshallah, I look forward to having you on again. Inshallah, we'll probably cover some more deeper topics, inshallah. So, Jazakallah khair, and I enjoyed it. You know, it was a very fruitful conversation. I hope people who tuned in, my nephew Ahmad Chima and my boy T Money, I hope they learned something. And uh, inshallah, you know, hope to hope okay. to see you again. Okay. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.